Welcome to this HR Latte exclusive. Today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. Are they happy? Counting down. Five, four, three, Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey, everybody. Welcome to HR Latte. I am continuing my series on today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. I am thrilled to have my next guest with me. I had an opportunity to interview her last year, shortly after she started with CEB, but I'd like to welcome Shannon Smedstadt to the show. Shannon, thanks for joining us. She is the employer brand director at CEB. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Diane. Glad to be back. It's wonderful to have you on the show. We've had so many great guests, and I know we're going to uncover even more about the impact that employer brand has on employee engagement. So give us a quick intro about yourself and about the work that you're doing at CEB and how you serve the industry. Sure. So name is Shannon Smedstad. I've been working in recruiting talent space since 1999. I first started out as an agency recruiter. Then I went to an HR department and nonprofit. And then spent 11 years at GEICO before joining CEB in 2014. I currently serve as the Employment Brand Director on our global communications and engagement team. So I don't sit in talent acquisition anymore, but talent acquisition is one of my mainline partners. And then outside of work, I'm a wife, mom to two amazing girls. I'm a brownie troop leader, and I also coach girls in the run. So staying very busy. That sounds like you're staying very busy. I love Mm -hmm. that you talked a little bit about your personal life. That doesn't always happen in this type of conversation. So it's really important, and I understand this better than most, to have that balance between your personal Mm -hmm. and your professional life, especially if you work from home or you are very active in your professional life and it spills over into all your social media channels as well as your friends are people that you work with. That's how it is for me. So it's important to find that balance. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And a lengthy history at GEICO developed a strong Facebook presence there for on behalf of GEICO. And you were pretty well known with the work that you were doing at GEICO. So before we jump into the heart of our questions, can you share with us a little bit about how difficult was that to leave GEICO and, and jump in to the wonderful work you're doing at CEB now? Yeah, so after 11 years, of course, it was a big change for me, but I've been able to take from Geico some great lessons and make great friends. And so you just have to look at every experience that you've had and say, what did I learn? And and take that with you. And Perfect. so the transition was almost two years ago. I, I know. It's it. hard to believe. <laughs> It's so hard to believe. So one of the great questions that I've been asking, and I wrote the question so I can call it great, but one of the questions that I've been asking each of my guests in this particular series is to tell us a little bit about what their thoughts are about employer branding. What does it mean to you and how Mm -hmm. has it evolved in your work? Now, obviously for you, we can actually track the transition in your work life. What happened? You started off as a recruiter, talent acquisition, working to source and bring in talent to your organization. Mm -hmm. And you used any marketing efforts possible 
to highlight and make your job a little bit easier to reach a different audience and on each channel. Mm -hmm. And so that was a natural progression for you. And we've seen that with other folks that have worked in HR or talent acquisition, recruiting, how they have used marketing efforts, crossing those lines between marketing and recruiting to make Mm -hmm. a difference to their organization and how they find and bring in quality talent. So what is your specific definition of employer branding? And tell us what the biggest evolution, evolutionary part of that practice has been for you. Sure. So when I think about employment branding, I kind of bucket things in as a the noun and the verb. So a company's employment brand is the set of perceptions that the labor market has, employees, former employees, students, job seekers, et cetera, those perceptions about your organization as an employer. So to me, that's the, the noun. And your employment brand exists whether or not you have somebody doing employment branding, the verb. And that's what I feel like that's what I do, right? I do employment branding. And to me, that's the art and the science of creating awareness of what it's like to work at my organization and then managing and influencing those perceptions through various messages and channels. I guess more simply put, uh, it's promoting all that kind of geeky, techie, warm, fuzzy, cool stuff and people that make my company who we are and different from other companies. I would say that the managing part of that is can become a little bit difficult, especially when there, are, there is so much messaging out there about mm-hmm. your organization. So it's um, important to keep a hand on all of those things so that you can dial them back or crank up the volume on certain campaigns once you see they're working. Now, do you do the testing of campaigns? It just depends on how you define campaigns. Okay. So we'll do like social media campaigns for a finite period of time with intended outcomes and we'll look and measure and assess that. But I'm not necessarily doing complete re-messaging campaigns okay. to test messages where okay. our EVP is pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. That's true. That. That's true. So what does it mean? specifically, Shannon, for your world, your work world, and how that spills over into your personal life, as we talked about earlier, to be the employment brand leader at CEB? I think at the core, it means that I, my work is to connect people to CEB's strategy and our culture, whether that's internal or external. Our research, CEB is a best practice insight and technology company, and our research shows that one of the main drivers of employee engagement is to help staff members understand how their roles align to the organization and objectives. And the team that I'm on is really laser-focused on that. It also means understanding our talent acquisition needs globally and helping to create innovative approaches to attract talent within our hub offices and around the world. And being at CV also means having access to a vault of amazing resources and insight that I can apply in my work. And also being able to help shape some of the employment brand and recruiting resources that we actually offer to our members. So I think being the, in this position means a number of different things. I love that. And I imagine that it probably shifts and evolves also your role as the different channels change, as new ideas come, as you become more or less creative in your approach and how you reach out and attract talent to be interested in the organization. You know, years ago, we talked about authenticity and transparency and how important that was 
that was all getting ready to roll into employer branding. And we, we think about mm-hmm. the talk we had about culture, you know, how important it is to reveal the culture and build a culture within your organization and why it's valuable when you're hiring to make sure that the candidates or the job seekers that come to your organization really have a full view of that. And here we are. I feel like we've come full circle because now it's a full-blown practice. This mm-hmm. employment branding practice is such an important part of talent acquisition as it rolls into the management of the talent that you have finally in your door. So this has been the key for this particular series is understanding the impact that talent acquisition has on talent management, meaning retention. So could mm-hmm. you give us an overview of how you feel about this yourself personally or, or the views at CEB? What impact does talent acquisition have on talent management? I think inherently talent acquisition's role is to do just what it says, acquire talent for a company. Um, I think the job of a recruiter is to you know, help attract and assess candidates and then also advise his or her hiring managers on making strong, thoughtful hiring decisions. I think that retention, as it relates to recruiters, as it relates to talent acquisition, comes to life in uh, a few ways. So one, in attracting the right types of candidates, right? So writing compelling job postings, filling a pipeline with quality candidates, employment brand, we're absolutely influencing and we're there as a a resource to recruiters in doing that. Um, Being transparent and consultative during the interview process. So talent acquisition, I think, has a responsibility to giving people, job seekers, candidates, kind of that trusted guidance that they need in order to make smart decisions for themselves and also that trusted, consultative guidance over their hiring managers. And I think that talent acquisition can help with retention as well by moving away from just merely taking job orders from their hiring right. managers and filling, you know, filling, they're not just filling recs, but really helping to influence their decisions to make sure you have the right people in the right role. Because ultimately, that's going to contribute to higher employee performance, lower turnover. So you know, I feel like that's, those are the main ways in which talent acquisition is influencing and impacting talent management. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to continue our conversation with Shannon Smenstadt of CEB. Thanks for tuning in to HR Latte. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software, by HR, for HR. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm visiting with Shannon Smedstadt of CEB. She is the Employer Brand Director at CEB. And we're gonna shift gears a little bit now and move away from the actual practice of employer branding and talk about what Shannon has actually implemented and done in her roles as an employer brand director. So can you share any success stories, maybe even a failure? Because we know we learn from failures. Maybe you had a campaign that uh, did not work and you had to shift gears. Are any any challenges that you had to overcome in your new role there? Well, it's not so new anymore, but in your role at CEB. Sure. So let's start with the good stuff first. Let's start with the success stories. When I first started at CEB, it was June 2014. And at that point, we had a very outdated career site. 
no social strategy. We had one career-related video. So there was a lot of opportunity to start building. And that's what I like to do. I like to build and working with our global team. So over the past 18 months, uh, we can now say that we have a mobile career site, a career-centric blog. We just rolled a new global employee referral platform, which we're really excited about. And we've seen a real positive lift in our overall web traffic and social communities. I'm really proud of the work that the recruiters are doing, the design team. We have an in-house design team that I get to work with. Really proud of the work that they've done and my colleagues on the communications and engagement team. So we've come really far, I think, in a rather short period of time. That sounds great. Um, Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to be able to come in and be able to come into a company with a really strong EVP and a really strong culture and great engaged people and then say, how do we use all of this as our foundation and just build upon it? And it's been really, really exciting and rewarding, but not without some challenges. Sure, of course. Right? (laughs) The yin and the yang, right? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me was prior to CEB, all of my recruiting experience was exclusively domestic U.S. So just upskilling myself and really understanding the global landscape and job seeker behaviors. So I would say that that was definitely one of the challenges for me was just that learning curve and really understanding our global footprint and and the global job market. Um, You asked about failures. And so I feel like there's got to be something there. Um, I ran staff engagement program last year. So every month a new theme came to life. That theme was supported with a number of global initiatives. And not every theme was as (laughs) uh, engaged with as others. That's interesting. We had some really strong themes. Our Compelling Careers Month was really widely received. We had high participation. And then as we got closer to the end of the year and into Q4, we started to see some of the participation and some of those events and things that we're doing was starting to taper off. But I think it was just the nature of the business and time of year. Could have been. There are probably different factors there that could have contributed to that. Well, you know, we we always have instances where we can look back and say, okay, that didn't work. So next time I'm going to try a little bit different approach or put the compelling careers theme at the end of the year, right? You know, you can just shift things around to make it be more workable and something a little bit more exciting. It's interesting to watch the different things that companies are trying and doing. Do you think that some organizations are going over the top, are doing too much? Does every company need an employer brand director? Is it the shift Mm -hmm. for the future? Is it something that talent acquisition really needs to be involved with? Or can a consumer brand carry an organization? I mean, we've seen other companies, Apple, people vie to work there, but they don't have the best, you know, employment brand, right? But their consumer brand is so highly held and people are emotional about being an Apple user. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things I always say is never argue with family over politics or mobile device, right? Or, or religion. <laughs> so you, because people become so emotional about their, the tools that they use on a regular basis, the device they have in their hand all the time. So do you think every organization needs to have an employer brand or are they able to make it today without one? You know, that's a really good question. So when you asked earlier, you know, what has sort of evolved an employment brand? And one of the big evolutions that I think we've seen is that within definitely the past 
one to two years, more organizations dedicating resources, whether they're financial or human, to managing the employment brand. And we didn't see that as mainstream in 2007, 2008, when I started my employment brand work. So I think more organizations are getting on board with having somebody that is, whether it's a recruitment marketing specialist, it's a manager, director, whatever the title is, it doesn't matter. But I think having someone who's actively engaged in helping talent acquisition to create awareness about what it's like to work at their company, I think it's a really important role. I think it's going to help companies stand out from their competition, attract the type of talent that they want. Does every organization need to have someone? So actually, I live in Pennsylvania. And the companies in my local area, many of which don't have someone in an employment brand role that's actively managing it, it's recruiters doing it off the side of their desk. And so I don't know if they just haven't received the buy-in yet or said, like, this is important, or maybe the market doesn't drive the need for it here locally. So I think that there are so many different factors that an organization would need to consider before they say, yes, we absolutely want to have somebody driving this. I think that organizations should have a captain of their ship, right? I think that there should be somebody there. I'm not that would that's job security for me and of peers course, in this world, right? Right. Um, and I think that companies that have someone who's keenly adept at doing employment working in employment brand, I, I think that they're reaping benefits. And I think that those are organizations that are taking a smart approach to their overall talent acquisition strategy. And that makes sense. One of the challenges that I've had as a marketer working for HR tech companies is aligning and feeling like I can work holistically with the sales team. So I'm wondering if we're going to come to a point where the employer branding or marketing director for recruiting needs to have been a recruiter in order to really have that connection and understand the challenges of a recruiter. You know, I I have done sales because I've worked a full third-party desk as a recruiter, a, a, a mm-hmm. uh, contingency-based uh, recruiter, a an executive recruiter where I was selling our services on top of fulfilling requisitions. So I understand the sales process. And there is a constant battle of marketing versus sales. Do you foresee or have you run into that where you've had challenges with recruiters who come back and challenge you as a basically a marketer for the team, right? Mm-hmm. Have you had any type of controversy or infighting that's happened as a result? Oh, no. Oh, good. good. No, not, not at all. I think that with recruiters, though, when we start talking about employment branding and using social media and using all the tools in your toolbox, Their goal is to hire the right people for the right roles. So they're, you know, honed in and focused on, I need to fill these requisitions and work with my hiring managers. And so sometimes the employment brand work or the things that people are saying are best practice feel like just one more thing to add to the recruiter workload. So I think sometimes working with a large team of recruiters, it's about giving them the knowledge that they need in order to help support employment brand strategy. But then there's also the, do they have the interest in doing that? And then can they find the time? How do we help embed these employment brand activities, initiatives, programs, campaigns, whatever it is, into their already heavy workload? And I think that can be a challenge. 
I don't think it's a controversy. I just think that it's a, a conversation. Yeah. And, and it, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So over 2015, and, and we experienced this at the HR Tech Conference in Las Vegas in October of 2015, talking a great deal about employee engagement and how important it is. It was the the key buzz phrase, I would say, for the year. I, I kicked off 2015 doing HR Latte talking about the employee experience and employee engagement and how important it is. And mm-hmm. we're still talking about it well into 2016 now. We're, we're still talking about it. And one of the issues that pops up is, is engagement the same as happiness? You know, where there's such a push for everybody to be happy in life. And, and sometimes work is hard. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to say is it's called work for a reason. It's not easy. If anybody could do it, then everybody would be doing it. So is employee engagement the same as employee happiness? I definitely would see them as different yet interconnected. So employee engagement is more of that measure of the discretionary effort someone's willing to put into their work. Are they willing to go above and beyond on behalf of their employer? Are they producing? Are they engaged mentally? And then also they're into their work, right? They're getting their work done, going above and beyond. Um, Happiness to me is more of that, that feeling of joy and delight and satisfaction and you can enjoy free lunch at work, right? And you can be satisfied with flexible work schedules and be happy with the team that you're working with. But if you're just kind of clocking in, clocking out, and you're only willing to do just sort of that bare minimum, right, right. or you feel like you're stuck in your job, then you're not engaged. So I think that the two kind of exist yeah, at definitely. the same time. I don't think that they equal one another. Yeah, that's that's really important to point out. Are we going to continue to talk about this in 2016 or will the conversation shift? I absolutely think that we will continue to have conversations on employee engagement. There's a really interesting Washington Post article from January 11th about employee engagement and talking about that it seems like we're in an engagement crisis. So I definitely think that we'll continue to see research and have conversations around engagement. I agree. I, I think it's yeah. it's going to become even more important, I think, as we talk about the changes in minimum wage, the changes that are invariably going to happen with uh, ACA, the healthcare, and as well as that we're still in a crisis. I had nine people in the last week, in the last seven days, I've had nine people reach out to me and say, I've lost my job or I my job search is continuing. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's rather delusional on the media's part to say that we are not in a crisis anymore, that everything is fine. And Danny, we're no longer in a recession. I actually wrote a post uh, a couple of weeks ago about the continuing recession, right? Every time I think we get ahead, somebody reaches out to me and says that we just laid off 400 people, right? And somebody came back to me and said, what are you talking about? We're not in a recession anymore. And I thought, oh, well, you're not dealing with the job search of so many individuals and how difficult it is to get a job today and the different attitudes that are are coming out of this, uh, out of the recession that we're having, the different uh, the attitude differences between millennials and Gen X, right? There's a huge difference. And mm-hmm. it's our job as folks that work in marketing, branding, and the HR industry to really understand those differences and be able to pinpoint solutions on how we can help it and help how we can move move it forward. 
What are you looking forward to in the next 12 months? Anything exciting? Do you have a, a new campaign coming out, a a twist or any anything new or maybe something that has nothing to do with work? You got a great vacation coming up? <laughs> I don't have any great vacations coming up. We're getting a puppy. So that oh, I'm looking to that's that. wonderful. <laughs> um, but as far as work related, so we, I am excited. We recently signed an agreement with an organization to help us share and highlight more of our employee stories. I love employee-generated content. I love being love able that. to yeah. share their stories. CEBers are smart and driven, and there's also the spirit of generosity. That's one of our core values. So this willingness to give back to our communities, to our members, it's infused in the way we interact with people and, and one another. And so... Being able to share those sort of stories across our firm and globally, I'm really excited to kind of put, step on the gas and, and sharing those stories. Um, oh, I so can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. And then I will be presenting at the Employment Branding Strategies Conference in New York City this May. Nice. And then, yeah, so that, that will be great. I'm um, really excited about my topic. We'll be talking about creating great employment brand content, which is something that we're continuing to do it CEB. So excited to kind of share some ideas during that conference. Well, that sounds very exciting. And we will watch for all of that and, and help you distribute information about it any way that we can. Any last mm-hmm. words of wisdom? We've run out of time like I knew we would. Shannon, anything you'd like to share additional? So I would say, you know, as employment brand is evolving and our field is growing as employment brand professionals, it's so important for us to take time to develop ourselves. I'm really passionate about learning and development. And so definitely learn from our HR thought leaders and people that are providing recruiting resources, but also learn from kind of more of those pure marketing and social media resources too. So just want to leave everybody with that never stop learning idea. I love that. Never stop learning. Before we get away, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about how they can reach you or follow you and CEB? Sure. So you can learn more about CEB at cebglobal.com or on Facebook, or you could follow Life at CEB on Instagram. And then you can find me at Shannon's Mudstad on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And also quick plug for EB Chat. So you can mark your calendars for the first Thursday of each month from 1230 to 1:30 Eastern. We are on the Twitters. On the Twitters, hashtag EBChat. Perfect. Thank you so much, Shannon, for joining me and helping me continue to talk about this important topic of employer branding into employee engagement. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ryan. 